Chuck and Julie, bringing you the truth straight up. I'm Julie Hagan. I'm working at- an Emmy-winning former investigative reporter, a highly successful trial attorney, and publisher of a major Denver area newspaper. They've been partners as talk show hosts and in marriage as parents for over 10 years, providing thought-provoking information, opinion, and entertainment live, local, and interactive. Everyone's voice is always welcome on The Chuck and Julie Show. Well, welcome to Party Friday. I'm Chuck Bonnywell. This is Julie Hayden. This is The Chuck and Julie Grassroots Show, Two Straight Up. The show is brought to you by Mountain West Wellness, Advanced Acupuncture and Chinese Medicine, and HappyTrees.co. Chuck, broadcasting from the ever-growing world headquarters of the Glendale Terry Creek Chronicle. I'm in our uh, headquarters in Westminster. Um, lots of stuff to talk about. We're going to continue debunking Ken Buck. Wait you hear he and George Brocker. You listen to them and you're like, are these guys living in some alternate universe or something? But first, we've got big news here that we're going to break news, in the show. Let's introduce the... Uh... Chairman of the Republican Party, referred to uh, by Dick Wadham as Comrade Dave. So welcome, Comrade Dave. <laughs> Dave okay. Williams. Thanks for having me. So, Dave, um, earlier this week, a bunch of Republicans who are not Republicans, four, I guess, and two unaffiliated voters, um, thank God for them, protecting the rights of us, um, filed a lawsuit trying to prevent Donald Trump from being on the ballot, the primary presidential ballot in Colorado. Um, and the mainstream media, of course, made a big deal about all of that with Republicans and things like that. Um, and you have been fighting back. You put out a great letter the other day saying, hey, we're not going to let this. We're not just going to sit by and let this happen. But I gather you have some news about the, the fight today. I, I do. I do. Before I share that, I just want to sh- reiterate these are not real republicans they are phony republicans they are counterfeit conservatives and the fact that they would engage in this this dispute and try to use a court of law just demonstrates how undemocratic they are how they want to disenfranchise the rights of voters to choose qualified candidates um are, are you're you, not gonna say I, the beloved norma anderson of lakewood not a uh, I'm I'm a, I'm afraid I'm not a fan of Norma Anderson, uh, <laughs> despite her her career as a politician. Uh, she's she's wrong on this. She's dead. She's been wrong on a lot of things, and this is especially something uh, that she's dead wrong on. Uh, again, I stand by my statement. These people are not real Republicans. It'd be fine with me if they all unaffiliated. Yeah. Go. <clears throat> with that with that said, the party's not going to uh, take this lying down. Uh, I've already uh, communicated to the com- uh, Central Committee, to all of our members, that we will um, go ahead and use the caucus and assembly process if we need to. Uh, that's a contingency plan that we're, uh, we're working on right now with the RNC. Uh, but we also recognize that we have a need to get involved in this lawsuit. So it is our intention to uh, file a motion to intervene on this case uh, to help uh, provide legal assistance against what's being uh, propagated by the petitioners and to provide a little bit of help for Donald Trump. Cause let's face it, Jenna Griswold is not going to be helpful. She's probably going to help the, the petitioners rather than uh, defend the rights of voters to have uh, Donald Trump as a choice. And uh, the great news is we've engaged the American center for law and justice. Uh, that organization is led by Jay Sekulow who was the, uh, one of the impeachment uh, attorneys uh, for Donald Trump, who successfully defended against that. 
and uh, they're going to be representing the Colorado Republican Party, and we'll be uh, making a more formal announcement uh, later on once we get our ducks in a row. But we had to go ahead and act quickly because we have a lot of filing deadlines uh, that we got to meet given the nature of the case. Now that's well, just. Let me ask you this: um, you know, high-priced, um, well-recognized attorneys cost lots of money. This is a kind of lawsuit. There are two huge firms behind the other one that that's going to run into undoubtedly hundreds of thousands of dollars. How can the Republican Party, um, who is now controlled by the grassroots and therefore the big donors aren't going to throw money in, how can you possibly do it? <laughs> well, uh, the great news is that this organization is representing the party uh, pro bono. Yay. Uh, they are uh, a great organization that defends con- the constitutional rights of uh, many people across the country. And uh, they are going to make sure that, uh, that we're going to defend this case without charging uh, the party any sort of uh, uh, money. Uh, but they're nonetheless going to give us, um, you know, great, uh, great representation that uh, is on par with uh, any, any big name firm that you'll, you'll know of. Well, let me explain, too, to folks who are listening why this is so important, because the way the lawsuit reads, it's the fake counterfeit Republicans versus Jenna Griswold, right, to try to keep him off the ballot. So we can see what Jenna Griswold's defense would be. It would be like, oh, no, that's cool with us if we keep him off the ballot. I mean, there would be no defense, right? So it's crucial that the Republican Party actually get involved. Jay Sekulow, I mean, he's I mean, this this is a big time, big name, powerful um, law firm that has the ability to, to real, like you said, it's on par with the people who have filed this, right? I mean, they have every ability to fight back just as hard um, as they need to be. Right. We're going to get world-class representation. Uh, we're going to get the best uh, that we can to make sure that the rights of our voters are not violated. Uh, you know, this is, this is bigger than Donald Trump. Uh, I hate, you know, he's a, he's a larger than life character, of course, but, <laughs> Uh, let's let's be real here. The the fact that they think that they can remove candidates um, is is problematic. If if this is allowed to stand, then you're going to see more of this type of activity uh, in the future against uh, other candidates who are not Donald Trump, but who happen to be uh, the political opponents uh, that they want to pick on um, uh, sometime in the future. We we can't allow that. People have a right to vote who they want to vote for. And Donald Trump is more than qualified to be a candidate on our ballot. And we're going to protect our voters' rights to, to choose him if they want. Well, so and that's who's, just... Who's representing President Trump in this lawsuit? What was that, Chuck? Who's representing President Trump in this lawsuit? Oh, yeah. Uh, so there's uh, two, two attorneys. I don't remember the other one, but he works uh, for Harmeet Dillon. Um, so it, for those of you who are not aware, Har- Harmeet ran against Ronna uh, Mc, uh, McDaniel um, uh, for the RNC chair, but she's also a lawyer who's represented Trump in in uh, in the past, and is uh, their firm is representing uh, him in this go around. And the Colorado base attorney is former Secretary of State Scott Gessler. Well, and, and you know, I like Scott Gessler, and I'm I'm ambivalent about Harmeet, but. Well, um, Scott knows his election he, law. You know, yeah, he does, else? but but he is not a grassroots Republican, uh, nor is Harmy Dillon. And I promise you, that makes a difference. It's great to have an attorney who's going to represent the Colorado Republican Party uh, because it has unique um, interests that are not the same as Donald mm-hmm. Trump. 
Um, and so well, I think and, it's you fantastic know, that we've got a world-class attorney representing Colorado Republicans. And I think what's good about this, too, is, again, so folks understand, I'm assuming, I mean, there, there are several other states, but New Hampshire, Michigan, Arizona, and I think by the time it's all said and done, there'll probably be, you know, 40 to 50 states will be, this will be being challenged, particularly when you have fake Republicans like this happy to come forward. And so what's good about this is a law firm like uh, Jay Seculo's law firm, they have the national ability to coordinate, you, you know, I mean, with with uh, it's not they're going to have this ragtag group of lawyers in every different state. Right. I think this is going to be a coordinated, organized effort. And I think that just makes it all that much more powerful. Well, I think everybody anticipates this going to the United States Supreme Court, um, because undoubtedly there'll be some places where they go, oh, yeah, you can take Trump off. You know, this is. Yeah. You think this is a democracy? Yeah, that's a joke. I mean, <laughs> you don't get well, to vote for who you want to. You get to vote for who we tell you to vote for. And Dave, to your point, too, so people like Krista Kafer, you know, who wrap themselves in the flag and stuff like that, it's exactly like you say. We saw in Georgia today that actually the grand jury wanted to indict Lindsey Graham, Kelly Leffner, and, and Dave Perdue, right? Um, and Graham's like, well, how can they go after senators? It's like Republicans, wake up. This lawfare tactic is being used against Trump now, but it's a tactic the Democrats have adopted. And unless we fight fire with fire, I could easily see them, Dave, saying, okay, okay, you know, CD8 district candidate, you know, Gabe Evans, if you want to run. Yeah, you did this and this. And so we want to keep you off the ballot. I mean, they're not going to just. Well, they don't want to keep Gabe Evans. Oh, off but the you ballot. know what I'm saying, they, though. They, they want Gabe Evans on the, the ballot. Republicans who think, oh, we don't need to fight this, I think, have their head in the sand or <laughs> perhaps somewhere else. Um, and, and, and that's why it's so important. I'm so glad that you have reached out and really, and to, to start this fight. Because I have to say, if you were KBB, no offense to. Anybody who's a KBB fan, but she'd probably said, well, we must let the system play out or blah, 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 blah. Or we don't have any money or we don't have anything. And we are so fortunate, I think, to have grassroots people like you in control now who are willing to actually you know, fight for our right to vote for whoever we well, want to vote Now we for. have two Trump attorneys. We've got John Eastman, who's fantastic, who's representing us on a not pro bono, but certainly on a very reduced rate um, to get out of the opt-out. Now we've got another world-class attorney in Jay Sekulow. Um, previously with Brownstein, the only time they'd make the entry appearance, it appears, was against other Republicans. I mean, <laughs> you got sued by Brownstein, didn't you? Or at least uh, the, the uh, El Paso County did. Um, and they spent, I don't know, 100000 more than 1000 of our money uh, so they could sue other Republicans. Yep, yep. Uh, suffice it to say, we don't have to repeat uh, the same behavior of the past and giving a lot of money away to Brownstein. Uh, we, we have world-class representation for the, for the, uh, the open primary lawsuit. And now for this lawsuit that we're going to be engaging in, uh, because at the end of the day, I don't care who it is, if it's a left-wing group or if it's the corrupt secretary of state, who's actually behind this, um, we're not going to allow them to dictate to the Republican party, how we're going to, who we're going to nominate and how we're going to allocate our delegates. Uh, Donald Trump is a qualified candidate and if there is sufficient support, you should be awarded delegates. Well, and again, it's them just trying to take away our right to vote for whoever we want. We've seen cases in Colorado where they have candidates where, you know, there's certainly a lot of questions about the candidates. And sometimes people elect them. And then the bottom line is like, look at John Fetterman, for Pete's sakes, right? People elect, you know, they get to vote for who they want to. And if it's a bad candidate, well, there are ways to deal with that. 
what can you talk a little bit? Okay, so you've you've we got a contract now with this law firm. What kind of happens next, or do you know, or is that kind of now in their hands? It's, it's um, a lot of it's in their hands right now. We're uh, just trying to get the necessary um, briefings uh, drafted up and then filed. Uh, we first have to intervene. Uh, we are not a named party in the lawsuit, but we believe, given the unique uh, uh, position that the Republican Party has, that we should be more than able to to get across the uh, procedural hurdle of being um, a part of this lawsuit as an as an intervening uh, entity. Uh, so our- Jay and others will look into um, parents. Um, Transferring the case to federal court because in Colorado there's not a single active judge. There's not a Democratic point, appointment, and pretty far left. Um, and same with the Court of Appeals, and same with the Supreme Court. So um, this is this is great that you can get attorneys who are used to and familiar with federal law uh, and all of it. Yeah, right. And I, it's it's important to note that um, Scott Gessler uh, and um, Harmeet's uh, law firm representing Trump, they've uh, moved, they've, they've filed a motion to, to take this to federal court. And right. so we'll see, we'll see how that plays out. No matter what um, our attorneys are, uh, you know, pretty, pretty confident that uh, we'll be allowed to intervene regardless if it's in the, if it remains in the state level or if it gets moved to the federal court. Let me, um, in terms of, so folks understand also, so Scott Gessler is brought in because Jay Seculo's firm is not based in Denver and they need a law firm based in Colorado. No, no, that's not it, Julie. Well, Jay Seculo's firm has its own Colorado attorney, Prohoc Vice, for President Trump. Maybe they brought Gessler in as their local attorney. Um, in addition to Harmie's uh, law firm. But where I was going with that is, do you need, or does a Colorado, because I think you probably got a million people, not a million people, but the people listening, do you need people sort of like, like you know, they had to get like fake Republicans to sign on and do the lawsuit. Do you need real Republicans to sign on to this lawsuit too? or No, no. Uh, the the, the <laughs> Republican, me acting as on behalf of the Republican Party is enough uh, for them to... Um, go ahead and file the motion. I, we're the Colorado Republican party is their client now, and uh, they're going to go ahead and file on our behalf. And that's all they need. Okay. Well, what, what, anything else? what this represents is, is quite frankly, um, you know, grassroots have to be smarter than the average bear because the big donors are not throwing money in. Um, and, and luckily, I mean, they could throw money in and then it would go to Brownstein to fight other Republicans and stuff. But this is a leaner, meaner Republican Party that can be smart like like uh, Dave is and and learn, hey, how do we survive in this environment? How do we not waste money? How do we get great representation without breaking the bank? And I think Dave really needs to be lauded yeah. uh, for for. Um, fighting the fight as it has to be fought. If if you're grassroots, you're not going to have uh, the big boys giving you money. So you got to figure another way to do it, and he's doing it. Yeah, thank you so much. Uh, it's uh, everything Chuck said is absolutely correct. Uh, we're not we're not broke, but we're not swimming in cash either, and that's because there are a group of folks who are deliberately trying to tell tell uh, the public and donors not to give to the party because they want to tank the party so that they can continue grifting 
off of donors and enriching themselves rather than defeating Democrats. Um, we're, we're surviving. We're paying our bills on time. Unlike the past administration, we are actually paying our bills <laughs> on time and re and paying off debts. Um, you know, but you know, here's the truth, uh, for all of you listeners out there, if you want to reform the party, you have to fund it. Everything takes money from mass communication to organizing everything we need to organize in order to win. It takes money. And I, I understand that people want to give to candidates and I respect that. And under normal circumstances, I, I couldn't dispute it, but the party is under new management, new grassroots management, and we are spending your dollars wisely and uh, transparently. So we ask that you give to, to, to us so that we can help get our um, values and our candidates across the finish line. Well, and bigger than that, too, I mean, we've seen that lawfare is a tactic that they've used, and you've done a great job getting a world-class, first-class law firm to represent the Colorado Republican Party in, in this you know, effort to keep Trump off the ballot. But that's not going to be the only battle you guys are we have to face. Right. I, I mean, I think people need to recognize that, too. And, you know, you got the opt out. you got all kinds of things. So, well, let me ask you this. How do people if people want to um, and we have just for the record. But how do how do people help? Yeah, for sure. Uh, you know, for, uh, first, what I would say is visit our website. Um, we're working on a making sure that it's uh, it's easy to find. But if you want to contribute to help us make sure that Donald Trump uh, remains on, on the ballot or otherwise a viable option for people to choose uh, so that we can potentially nominate him if he has enough support, then go to our website at cologop.org. at cologop.org and donate to us. Um, and I, I assure you we're going to pr- prioritize that money towards uh, protecting our interests and making sure Democrats don't don't interfere in our elections. Really, before we let you go, Dave, anything else we haven't asked about that? I mean, this this is great news, um, and thank you for letting us know about it. But anything Breaking else? Breaking it here on the Chuck and Julie show. Breaking it on the Chuck and Julie show. Anything else you want people to know about? Yeah, there, there's a lot of things going on. Stay tuned. We've got a lot of great uh, things that we're going to be rolling out in the weeks to come. Uh, the biggest thing, aside from this, is the opt-out. Uh, we're going to be providing more information to folks as uh, that uh, comes to its conclusion. Uh, but we're pretty confident that we've uh, put something together that will work for everyone and uh, will allow us to uh, remove ourselves from the open primary. All right. Um, oh, Dave, well, thank you. And you'll keep us posted as we go along with this lawsuit, right? You bet. Happy All, right. All right. All right. Thank you for making this a even better Party Friday. <laughs> <laughs> you bet. Take care, Chuck, Julie. Thank okay. you. Bye-bye. Something to Party Friday about. Well, that's great news. Um Oh, okay. Hey, Chuck, we have some people doing housework. Why don't you talk about Ken Buck for a second while I go do that, okay? What? <laughs> well, here, here, I need to go let somebody in, into the world headquarters of the Chuck and Julie show for a minute, okay? Where's the staff? Where's the staff? Oh, yeah, the staff. The staff is barking upstairs. So bring everybody up to speed um, a little bit on the... On the um, well, yeah, I know you've got some, some video and everything else on it, but I'll, I'll bring it. You go upstairs and... Okay, I'll be right back, everybody. Sorry about mansion. this. Um, it's been interesting, everybody, for the last uh, week when when Todd Watkins sent out a letter asking uh, various people, Republicans, to help with the um, protecting and supporting the January 6th Trump supporters unfairly and, and unconstitutionally jailed and punished. Um, surprisingly, Ken Buck reached out with a three-page letter, maybe four pages, um, they're saying, you know, no, I hate the January 6th defendants. 
Um, here's this one. It's another reason why you don't know what you're talking about, Todd. Um, Todd is writing a, a response letter as we speak, um, pointing out that, um, quite frankly, uh, there's, when he was a U.S. attorney, Ken Buck was uh, chastised by the Justice Department for his various ethical violations and required to take remedial ethics training. Uh, I think Todd is pointing out that that uh, Ken also needs remedial uh, criminal procedure classes, and maybe that should be imposed next on him. But it's just are, are we back there, Julie? We're back. From, we're back. From, Everything from, taken care of. Um, yeah, I'm I mean, amazed you sprinted the ten acres to get up there and came yeah. back so quick. <laughs> I use I had to use a golf cart to travel our property. <laughs> <laughs> Then the hot air balloon. Yeah, <laughs> not really. Um, yeah, you know, and, and look at, listening to this, when you look at, I mean, we'll continue to debunk Ken Buck. Like in the real killer politics story, Ken Buck kept saying, well, everyone tells me people have been wrongfully, you know, incarcerated without being charged. He's like, no one give us a name. And you texted Brock their names, you know, and it's like there are names. Ken Buck knows their names. And he's just playing games with the word. Yeah, well, I said at first I didn't, you know. I guess, silly me, I gave him the benefit of the doubt, but I thought he just wasn't aware of the names. Uh, instead, he's just playing semantics word games. Right, and Karen uh, Cadillac is saying, debuck Ken Bunk. And that's what, yeah. <laughs> that's what, so he was on George Brockler's show um, yesterday, I think it mm-hmm. was. And I mean, I'm listening to them and, you know, as we said before, I've covered George Brockler for years. I like George Brockler, but I'm listening to them and I'm like, do these guys actually think anyone believes them do these it's like they're living in this alternate universe i mean i i envision them sitting there with their masks on waiting in line to get the covid shot and for the (laughs) russia hoax to come back you know what i mean it's like have you not been paying attention to anything going on in the country recently so i want to just play this um this one sound bite well a couple of sound bites from the show so tom this is george brockler with ken buck all upset that marjorie taylor green and the colorado grassroots are daring to question that maybe something Issue is going on with the January 6th defendants and the way they're prosecuting them. So if we could please play Brockler number one. Yeah, I'll tell you, Marjorie did do it, and, and she did have access to them, and she did talk to them. And uh, frankly, I, I have a lot of things to do, and I'm not going to go to the D.C. jail and talk to a bunch of people who assaulted police officers. My sympathy is not with people who beat up cops. My sympathy is not with people who destroy uh, a, a building that I consider sacred, the, the U.S. Capitol. My, my sympathy are not with people who want to uh, stop a, a, a congressional uh, function, which is counting the votes uh, in an election. That, that's not where my sympathies lie, and I'm not going to spend my time going there. You and I have been to a lot of jails. I've been to jails and, and, and murder scenes, um, prisons, before prisons. they were allowed to release the murder scene. Um, I, I've been to a lot of con- uh, places um, that that is not where uh, I'm going to spend my time. I think the other part of this too, and you brought it up earlier, that makes maybe us a little more acutely sensitive to these allegations is uh, you take seriously the vast authority that you have when you're a prosecutor. And you've been something I haven't. I was a special assistant U.S. attorney, but that was in my capacity in the military. You were an assistant U.S. attorney. You've done the federal thing. You were the elected DA up in Weld County, the second best judicial district in the state. And you, you, you understand how important it is 
in your role as protecting the rights of even the people that you accuse of violating the law. And so if someone had ever come to you with me and said, hey, man, we got someone in jail that is just hanging out there and hasn't been charged. One, I can't envision that happening because the system would correct itself. But if you found that out or thought someone was being held on something less than was constitutional, you would act immediately. You wouldn't be like, well, let's talk about it tomorrow at the staff meeting. You'd pick up the phone and go, Sheriff, what the hell's going on? You know, you'd move. And so to suggest that there's a system that's set in place here in D.C. where we've just thrown people in a well and basically said, good luck, folks. We'll let you know. It's like, like it's Gitmo or a black site somewhere. It, it's kind of annoying and, and offensive. It's kind of freaking annoying and offensive. It's like, let's talk about Lucas Denny, the guy we talked about who was arrested on a complaint. So he wasn't federally charged, sat in jail without charges for 90 days in complete violation of the law. And everybody said, talk about going into Gitmo, a black hole, right? It's like, it's absolutely not true. And Ken Buckwitz is saying, oh, I don't like people who beat up cops. The cops killed people, a woman and this thing, people weren't beating up cops and destroying the building. The building wasn't destroyed. And we saw pictures in January 6th from Tucker Carlson and his show where the people were picking the signs back up, right? What kind of bunk is Ken Buck trying to throw out there? And they're like, oh yeah, prosecutors would never do anything wrong if they heard. No, 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 no. no. If if they saw a constitutional violation, they would immediately. I mean, uh, I mean. except Except as explained by them, their sympathies are not with cop beaters. Their sympathies are not with people at the Capitol. And Meaning their constitutional rights are garbage. They could care less, and they're worse than Trump supporters. And, and, and so like- to sit there and say, oh, we, would, we wouldn't do that. And they said, you know, I, he said, I've got names that, of people who were detained wrongfully. Um, and, well, and, and wrongfully, and it's without easy. Bail, I mean- and you kind of go... What do you mean by wrongfully saying, well, they, well, they just said there, if the prosecutor decides, you, yeah, if the prosecutor decides emailing back to, to, uh, Brockler, Brockler is saying what you and Buck need to do is watch a, a movie called touch of evil. Um, because you two guys, uh, really identify with a character played by Orson Welles and who is the evil person who thinks they're doing everything right. Um, it's pathetic that they sit there because they're going to go. Well, when I, when I point them out, Lucas Denning, what what did uh, Brockler come back? Oh, you mean this guy, the guy who beat up police? No, it's the guy you forced into prison for ninety days and well, forced him to Well, here's the point, guilty. and you know who was going to do that. If the point is, the point is, Ken Buck said this didn't happen. You gave him the name of somebody that it happened to. Right. And no matter what. So he's saying it's okay that they broke the law and they violated this guy's rights because he was accused of this. It's like, give me a break. No, no, he pled guilty. He pled guilty after being sitting in jail for 90 days without being charged. The point is that Ken Buck was wrong. George Brockler is wrong. Todd Watkins and the Colorado Republicans who signed that letter were right. Um, and, and they're hiding behind this. I mean, the, and Ken Buck, rather than using, and this is why he and Marjorie Taylor Greene, there was a what a, a column in Real Clear Politics behind or inside the feud between Marjorie Taylor Greene and Ken Buck. And Marjorie Taylor Greene is saying, you know, heck with Ken Buck. 
She's like, he doesn't know what he's talking about. He should be using his power, his authority, his knowledge to help investigate what's going on. I mean, let's just look at the Department of Justice. We have a Department of Justice that ignored the Hunter Biden laptop story that actively fueled lies about that. We have a Department of Justice that actively lied to create a fake investigation into Donald Trump and the whole Russia hoax, right? I mean, we have a Justice Department that stood by Jeffrey Epstein's side as opposed to the side of the victims in that case. And to this day continues to hide the power players who were involved in that. Right. I mean, this Justice Department, look what's going on. I mean, you know, you look what's going on in Georgia and and I mean, all of the stuff they're charging Trump with and what and Brockler and, and uh, Ken Buck are like, well, I guess. I guess the prosecution say that that Donald Trump did all this. So it must be true, even though it's it's. I, I just it makes me so mad. I'm I'm going on a rant now instead of you. It's just like, it's like they live in this alternate universe. Um, and you have a theory check, and I'd like you to explain this real quick because you know they're not stupid. They're doing this for a reason, right? And I don't think that reason has anything to do with justice or the Constitution or anything like but that. They care so much about it. Oh yeah. Except for cop eaters and other people and 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 all the way through. I know I know that George Brocker set up an innocence project and tried to find, you know, innocent people who he helped get a job. Strange, I don't think you found anybody. <laughs> well, if you're a prosecutor, right. But I mean, what's your theory on why Ken Buck is doing this? Well, you, you have a world now where you have MAGA Republicans. And how do you exist in a MAGA Republican world when you hate Trump, when you like Liz Cheney? Um, and and Ken Buck is a big fan of Liz Cheney. And big, he, in fact, he worked for her father. Um, so you've got to, you have to find a lane. And Mike Pence is doing that lane. He, he's saying, I'm tough on crime. I'm tough on law and order. And I'm tough on the Ukraine. I'm an old-fashioned conservative moron. Um, and and he's, so he, that's what he's doing. He, he on the Justice Committee or um, Judiciary Committee, uh, after everybody was tearing Chris Ray apart, complimented Ray and said, what a great job the FBI is doing. Um, he has said he would not vote for Trump because he'll he's indicted for a or or convicted of a felony. So he wants to be that that non-Trumpian wing of the Re- Republican Party, and therefore you can't like you know the January six people. You can't like anything else. It's an interesting one because I would say there's very few people in that wing of the Republican Party. Uh, Mike Pence, Chris Christie. Uh, George Brockler, Dick Cheney, Liz Cheney. Yeah. yeah. Kind of it. Maybe Nikki Haley. <laughs> well, you know, and this is from Jim, which is absolutely right. The political persecution of January 6th protesters is not designed to punish wrongdoing. They know that the protest was legit. Yet don't even go into how the government and the FBI and the CA were colluding there. They know the protest was legit. The persecutions are designed to strike terror into the rest of us, defy them, and they will ruin your life, which is why they're holding these people. They're arresting them on the criminal complaint, holding them in jail for many of them 30 days or or more, right? And then they then they finally charge him and say, you want to sit in jail for a longer time? You've sat here for 90 days. Of course they plead guilty. Um, and it's kind of interesting because Julie Kelly also, I mean, Julie Kelly, Marjorie Taylor Greene have just been all over this as well, attacking Kent Bucks. And Julie Kelly actually went on the Bannon, war, uh, Bannon, Steve Bannon's war room to talk about this. So Thomas, if we could please play the Julie Kelly soundbite. But his response was not only uh, pretty smug in terms of how you're communicating 
communicating with your own constituents and your own party representatives in your state. But it was factually wrong on a number of occasions. What he did in that letter, Ken Buck, who sits on the House Judiciary Committee, by the way, was give a big imprimatur, a big green light, a big pat on the back to Joe Biden, Merrick Garland, Lisa Monaco, and Matthew Grace's Department of Justice for their abusive selective prosecution of January 6th defendants. Uh, I mean, he doesn't even have his facts right outside of the point he made that people have not been held in pretrial detention on misdemeanors. That is not accurate. Uh, but they certainly have been held on nonviolent offenses like, uh, like obstruction and conspiracy and seditious conspiracy. And we have tons of proof that they have not been treated equally under the law. And the idea that this DOJ and federal judges have not violated the 1A, 4A, 5A, 6A rights of these defendants is outlandish. He doesn't know what he's talking about. But I'll tell you what the tip-off was, Steve. What, what did he used to be before he was the congressman? He was a federal prosecutor for 25 years. These guys are so blinded, they can't even see what's happening in their former uh, Department of Justice and call them to account and criticize them for really a dangerous escalation of their abuse of power in this war on terror against Americans on the political right. Shame on Ken Buck and shame on whoever his staffers were that contributed to that letter because they certainly didn't reach out to any experts, I guess you could say, like someone like me who would be able to uh, you know, debunk all of the claims that they made in that letter. No, and they and they didn't reach out because they don't want to, right? Ken Buck just wants to get some political hay out of it, go on George Brockler's show, and the two of them and talk George about. They look, give me a name, give me a name, and you give them names that oh, not that this name. Pled I don't guilty know. after we tortured him. Hmm. Well, well, I, I mean, it, it, and for them, for Ken Buck to say, of course I didn't go visit the jail. Why would I go visit a jail in, in, in this country? And you know. Even criminals have rights. Accused criminals particularly have rights. And so to say, well, you know, I don't care how bad the conditions are. I'm not going to waste my time to go see it. It's it's just it's just. They ridiculous. don't have my sympathy. All good. I'm glad right. they don't have your sympathy. Yeah, um, you know, and and again, all of these. That's why I think it's interesting in the Georgia case. And somebody here noted, you're right. Um, I think it was Jim or maybe Jacob that in Georgia, finally, one of the uh, the attorney general there is fighting fire with fire and charged a bunch of Antifa people under the RICO statute. Well, they um, deserve and- it. How about indicting some some average Democrats under a RICO statute? Not fire with fire. fire right. Well, yeah, exactly. Is somebody there? Stacey yeah. Abrams' RICO violations. Yeah, exactly. Is somebody is somebody want to talk there? Somebody raising their hand, kind of. No. I'm here. Okay. Is that you, Jacob? Yeah. Hold on oh. one second. I hear some feedback. Okay. okay. Um, what I want to ask you was, who's that guy that you guys are always picking on? Uh, the Republicans that's always saying that we're doing things wrong. Uh, his name skips me right now. He's, he's like a Republican, um, the little guy. Hey, Jacob, you know what? We're having a hard time hearing you. Are you I are you being taken into custody? No. <laughs> You're no. trying. How about now? Um, a little bit now? better. We'll try calling back or something because it's not working. No, I'm not on the phone. I'm on the uh, internet. Okay. No. Okay. No. Well, all right, try it now. Okay. We'll listen. Hard. We'll try. Okay. Can you hear me now? A little no, bit. Uh-huh. Muffled. Give it a shot. All right, hold on, hold on, hold on, hold on. Anyway, um, no, who's the who's the guy that like runs the Republican Party that you're always picking on uh, in Colorado? Dick Wadhams. Dick Wadhams. 
Has he opined on uh, Ken Buck's uh, letter yet? I guess, and I have not seen Dick weigh in on Ken Buck's letter. Um, Why not? You know, oh. I think a couple of things. For a while, the media people who would be interviewing Ken Buck, like the Colorado Politics, Complete Colorado, Denver Gazette, kind of a lot of the Anschutz, you know, funded yeah. ones, ignored the story. Um, and I think some of them still are ignoring the story. The Denver Post did it, and it was picked up mm-hmm. nationally. Um, but I think locally, and I'm not sure why, I, my guess would be because they know it hurts Buck. Um, and, you know, I don't know, though. I'm, I'm not sure. I was, to be honest, I think it's... I'd like to know what Rodden's has to say. You know, he's yeah. always beating up on the grassroots. Why not, uh, you know? Yeah, my my guess would be that he would agree with Ken Buck, right? Because these people, it's like anything that goes against Trump, they like. Um, uh, well, Rodden's a definitely back book. Right, know. exactly. Hey, listen, Jacob, we're going to let you go because oh, you're kind right. of, I don't think, don't take this personally, Jacob, but you're being kind of fuzzy. Um on a party Friday. Well, there's another thing I want to play people. One of the things that's unfortunate for Ken Buck, right, is that the facts are beginning to come out. Um, Kevin McCarthy is releasing some of the the rest of the videotape. Um, it's taken a while, right? Tucker Carlson, who got fired right after he was started working on this, did do some, you know, some information came out. And there are other people who are continuing to do some digging into it. And apparently Laura Loomer has a special coming out about what really Really went on on January 6th. Next Thursday, she has it coming out, but they've got a trailer out now, which is pretty compelling. If we could please play on um, the Laura Loomer soundbite. You've learned a lot more about January 6th. You talked to hundreds of defendants. What have you learned? Well, first I've learned about pain. I believe in my nephew. I am proud of him. He was just larger than life. We wanted to come and kind of just share what really happened today. He had never been in trouble before in his life. So this was just so overwhelming. I was sitting in my home and I got a call from his uncle. What did he say? They robbed him of his hope, his will to live. They took his fight away from him. They broke him. They completely broke him and they broke his heart. It's hard to find the truth these days and it's needed now more than ever. We've traveled the country to bring you honest, accurate reporting. Bottom line, Laura, they didn't want people going to the Capitol. They didn't want people even getting close to the Capitol. It never would have happened. It happened because they wanted to happen. No one was stopping you. This is the government we're talking about, okay? They have, like, nukes and F-15s. They can do whatever they want to stop average people like me. 34-year-old Roseanne Boylan was one of four people killed. This was a woman who got pushed down, smothered, trampled, and then beaten. Had this been covered at all by anyone else in the media? No. They named me as one of the insurrectionists that was preventing the cops from rescuing her. Was that true? Absolutely not. This crutch was right at my feet, and I put it above my head, and I said, in the name of Jesus, Lord, please stop this. Jeremy was at the Capitol providing security. I mean, he's quite literally the poster boy for the special forces. When you were arrested, they never sat you down and said, is this yours? No, because they were the same officers that recruited me on December 9th of 2020. From Department of Security. The same two guys. These people are hiding all of this information, and judges have let them get away with that. You could be here forever. I will be here as long as the American people leave me here. 
I'm Laura Logan with the rest of the story. Join us. That's going to be good. Shame on Ken Buck. Shame on George Brock. That's all I can say. Shame well, on him. You know, and and exactly because what what Todd Watkins and Anna Ferguson and the people who signed that letter, what they that I mean, what a compelling point that guy made. I will be here. He's one of the guys being held, according to Ken Buck, perfectly righteously, um, and and one of the January six defendants. He said, "I will be here as long as the American people." Let me stay here. And so you've got people like Marjorie Taylor Greene, Todd Watkins, Anna Ferguson, all the people who signed the Republican Party letter trying to help, right, doing what they can to help. And people like Ken Buck turn around and say, let them rot. I don't care. They don't fit my power play. They don't fit into my scheme. They don't fit into what I'm, you know, the, the I don't know what the big money donors are helping me out. So I don't I don't care if these people's lives are destroyed. And you know what? Here's the thing. I'm sure he doesn't care that the FBI is going after Catholics, right? Doesn't care that the FBI is going after parents. The parents probably deserve it true because God knows, Chuck, a prosecutor would never let that happen, right? A no, prosecutor a would prosecutor, never sign no. off on that, right? Unless unless those parents deserved it. I mean, you look at what's going on in this country. And I, again, you look at, listen to that interview with George and with Ken Buck, and you're like, what world are you living in? How can you I don't know. How can you look yourself in the mirror when you keep your eyes closed to that kind of st- what's going on? Well, you know, when you look back, let's say infamous Miss Justice, let's say the Scottsboro boys right. um, who were all railroaded for a false charge of gang raping a white woman on a train. And you go, boy, our country really was evil at one point. And now you kind of go, not at one point. <laughs> this country is evil today. And people, I said, touch of evil. Ken Buck and George Brockler are, to me, evil. They're evil well, it, it, to, to, And I to, like to, both of them. I but, think Ken Buck, I've been, we've been to social situation. I like him. I think George Brockler, we had on our show. But what they're doing to average everyday Americans and then mocking them with word games they're playing is, is just wrong. It, well, and and, and again, you know, you look at with Donald Trump, I mean, every other day you turn around and he's indicted again for nothing. And then what happens? Another group is what Dave said, counterfeit Republicans file a lawsuit well-funded by Democrats, right? This isn't, they're not, they're not paying for that. They shopped around and found somebody who said, well, I'll call myself a Republican for purposes of your lawsuit. Yeah, Kevin so Triola, who is a portrayed Republican's wife. Oh, that's good. Right. Yeah. And Krista Kafer, who's hated Trump and made no bones. I mean, you know, she's 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 a conservative writer for the Denver Post. Exactly. Now, keep in mind, they fired John Caldera from the Denver Post for bothering to say, I think there might be two genders. I don't know. Right. It's kind of like so that's, you know, because he wasn't being collegial to the right. Exactly. So how you know, you tell me how conservative you can actually be at the Denver Post. And I think not not very. very, But it's like. You know, you look at what's going on with Trump. You look at the, the the way that the Department of Justice, again, has abused its power over and over again. And they're constantly, we see examples anymore. And the January 6th, you look at the information's coming about, coming out, the D.C. chief talking about how, or the Capitol Police chief, rather, talking about how no one told them or gave them any help about this kind of stuff. And he said, clearly, he said there were tons of federal agents, federal informants, federal people inciting, you know, informants and 
and others inciting this whole thing. Where's Ray Epps, right? He's never been charged. Does Ken Bug have a problem with Ray Epps destroying the building? I don't think so. Why isn't he saying, well, where's Ray Epps in all of this? Ray Epps keeps saying, you know, oh, I'm going to be charged, but he hasn't been charged. And you see all of Nancy Pelosi having all of the information and not passing it on. They wanted that to happen. They orchestrated it. And then they turned around and have gone after average everyday Americans, many of whom, as we saw, like the Tucker Carlson videotape showed, right? The guy in the in the buffalo head, right? The police are escorting him through the building. I mean, how can you be an insurrectionist? All right, if they Julie, you- this, this, this is Party Friday. Oh, okay. Got a okay. little special party film, a little segment for you. Uh, just to end up on a high note. All right, all right. Well, Chuck, I was on a rant there. I was on a rant. This is from Karen Candling. Um, oh, from Jacob. No surprise now that Lindsey Graham was referred to the Justice Department for January 6th. Um, from Karen, railroading their opponent and setting things up so they can claim he shouldn't be allowed to run for president. People like this would never, that's a good point, they would never cheat an election. Never, never, never. We're going to have to go over too. I don't know if you guys have been following me at all. The John Eastman trial. He's. We'll get to your fun soundbite in a second, but this is just interesting. In California, they're trying to disbar John Eastman, one of Trump's attorneys and one of the attorneys for the opt-out folks here, um, for for uh, ethics violations or something. It's kind of vague what they want to disbar him for. Uh, but I know what been... they want to disbar him for. They say he, he showed moral turpitude oh. recommending a course of action by President Trump regarded January 6th. That, that constituted moral turpitude. So what they want to do is prevent anybody from representing Trump and saying that if you yes, advise Trump, we're right. going that, to, that's the whole point. We're going to, we're going to try to disbar you. But some of the evidence that's been coming out, which is not being reported at all, is talking about some of the evidence of election fraud in Wisconsin. There's really interesting stuff coming out of that trial. And just if you haven't on Twitter, and I, I'm sure she's got someplace, something else too, but Rachel Alexander is the name of a reporter who's covering it. So I just encourage everybody to look at that because it's really interesting. But on this party Friday. Um, yeah. Thank goodness for um artificial for AI, right? It's it's you thought this was excuse me, you thought this was real at first. I'm like, no, no, Chuck, it's it's AI. So somebody came up with an AI of Donald Trump singing Rich Men North of Richmond. Um, so you wanted to play this for well, you. What so they if, did is a, you know, oh. Trump has given thousands of speeches. So right. they took the word, just one word from each one in order to do uh, Richmond, North of Richmond. Oh, before we do that, Sherry from Lakewood wants to call in. We, we have time for Sherry for real quick, and then we'll go to the song. Hey, Sherry, thank you for calling. Hi. It's really quick, and I I look at you guys' Twitter, so I know this, that you know this. But Laura Loomer, I mean, the, the what you retweeted of hers, it, that really needs to be brought out because she's showing – that the Ukrainian, that's where yes. they're they're pushing these white, oh, super uh, nationalists, these white racists. Right. But they're getting these Nazis from Ukraine. And right. And she's showing that they were there at the January 6th. And so, okay, so who keeps giving Ukraine our tax money? And yeah. they bring over the Nazis to riot in the capital. Right. And, no, and, and notice, as Laura Loomer has pointed out, they haven't been charged, right? Those are people who are not only were they bringing them over, but they were on the terrorism watch list. So how the heck did they get in the country in the first place? Sherry, we're going to talk more about that later because that is a great topic. But thank you for calling. Appreciate it.
Thanks. Bye-bye. Okay. Yeah, no, that that is good. But and it, we should do that. There's so many shows we have to do. So many shows, so little time. So um, little time. So, but want to go ahead and play this Trump thing because it is kind of Thank funny God. on the party Friday. If we could play the Trump AI, Thomas. I've been selling my soul, working all day, over nine hours for bullshit pay. things with AI. They can do many things with AI. Oh, that, that, that was so, it really wasn't AI. It was spliced together. But It was spliced uh, together. But yeah, it was. I mean, oh, was, from Karen Cadley. You're right, Karen. It was Laura Logan who did the Ukraine. Laura, Laura Loomer is doing the other, the, doing the January 6th thing. Laura Logan is doing something on the uh, Ukrainians there. Um, all right. Well, that's going to wrap it up for us in this yeah, party. That's party. It. It's, it's time to party, everybody. So get and, out there. Have fun. Have fun. And thank you to everybody uh, you on know, Zoom. Catch all of the shows at chuckandjulie.com. Thank you so much again to Thomas. And um, and thank you to Dave Williams for coming on. And that yeah, is such that good great. news. Comrade, they've got, Comrade Dave. Um, they've got representation now to fight back against the fake Republicans trying to keep Trump off the ballot. It's a all good right. day to party well, Friday. Thanks, everybody. And have, have a great week. And we'll see you Monday.